Good morning, Wastelanders. This is Streaming Wasteland. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. I'm Greg. Hi, Greg. And with me always... And Ringo. With me always is Ringo. Hi, Ringo. Yeah, we should probably talk about this movie. This movie is terrible. Say, say we both recommend this movie. I would say skip this movie. Yeah, don't watch this. Worst plot I've ever seen. This movie had some interesting twists and turns that I, I definitely enjoyed. You know what they say, once you're 18, monsters are your problem. The creature that we're dealing with is called the Dark Mother. Yeah. I just called her Dear Mommy. Do you want to go mm-hmm. ahead and jump back in? Alright, we should probably dive into this. <laughs> uh, good morning, Wastelanders. It's new day, and we're coming at you with a new movie over here. We went ahead and took on 2022's Crimes of the Future, rated R on Hulu. Before we get into that, I am Ringo, and with me as always is Greg. Say hi, Greg. Hi, Greg. What have you been up to this week, like Greg? varying it up. I'm like, hi, Greg. I'm just doing some different hi, voices. Greg. Hi, Greg. Some shit like that. I mean, you are the DM in our D&D sure campaign. This is a good way to go and practice. One of my one of my hobbies. This week, I've been up to doing movie watching, video editing, <laughs> podcast editing. I took the cats over to our vet. That was pretty cool. But this, so it's twenty twenty three at this point. I feel like it's time that people understand something. Uh, trigger warning for politics from the last like five years. I keep seeing people who are are somehow confused that oh I don't see how people could have voted for Donald Trump saying that he was a good businessman when it was obvious these people never fucking cared about the truth and I get that it sucks that your favorite uncle went down that path it's really crappy that your family might have gotten into this and you guys could have had different things and now you're on the outs but you got to stop pretending like you don't understand why it is they use these excuses because that's all they are they were excuses a vote for him was a vote for hate that was straight up. They wanted the candidate that was saying like hateful things because that's how they felt. Now, whether or not they're raging Klansmen or whatever, these people that voted for him, I doubt it, but I'm sure a few of them did either way. That's what they wanted. They didn't care about whatever excuse they just used it. They just bit on to whatever was there. They didn't want to think about anything. They just knew that one side was the lady who was telling them that, it was not okay to hate people and the other guy was openly embracing it and that's all they voted for so i'm like if you're out there and you're still saying things like i don't understand how they could think he's a good businessman they never did they never cared they never cared i don't know how anybody could think he's eloquent nobody does they don't they don't think he's smart they don't think he's rich they don't think he's a good businessman they don't think he's necessarily even the best republican for america he's just a popular guy who fucking got a lot of votes by saying hateful shit and the more that you try to fight back against this idea it's because they said no it's because they wanted to believe some part of them so You'll do yourself a lot of favors if you stop torturing yourselves with the idea of, oh, it's because they lied. Maybe one or two percent of people who voted for them were truly tricked, but the vast majority knew the truth and they did not give a shit. I'd also like to go ahead and throw in there that there's also a good possibility that they weren't intelligent enough to go ahead and see through what was being. I'm just saying that some people that are out there and I'm related to one of them doesn't look between the lines he doesn't see anything that's except for sure yeah that's the one or two percent i mentioned right no i completely agree with you on that and you i don't know what you mean about this not being uh political wasteland (laughs) that's the podcast that we've started it's what we've been doing for the last 52 episodes man come on yeah all these movies are about our politics (laughs) the politics of buddy games (laughs) the politics of your place or mine Uh, yeah so what have you been up to? i don't know man so today i got up at Three. Actually, I got up at midnight and I stayed up all night because I couldn't go, go back to sleep. And then I drove at 5 a.m. 
out to Seattle to go get rid of my wife and child. I don't want them anymore, so I traded them in for an airplane, and they flew off. You didn't uh, trade them that in being for said, an airplane. Otherwise, you wouldn't have had to drive back to your house. I drove the airplane on top of my vehicle back wow. to my house. So that was all the traffic. Thanks, asshole. Yeah, I don't have my flying license yet. I'm working on that. <laughs> Do you have to go down the Fly MV, the FMV? Oh, wait, no. It's yeah, man. Department of Motor Vehicles, DFV, the Department of Flying Vehicles. Yeah, and I got an appointment next week for that. You're not get, you're not going to get um, that. No, of course not. Because if I don't get it this week, then I get my wife. And Ryan kid Reynolds back, is going to intervene, of... and he is going to take away your right to do All right, that, guys. I'm done with this podcast. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> I heard that Ryan Reynolds and M Night Shyamalan are making a movie starring Marky Mark called Ringo the Movie. Before that gets made, I'm letting everybody know you are invited to come over to my uh, house party. Your invite is today and today only the day of our recording, not the day that this gets put out. So if you don't show up the day that we're recording, you can't come over. I'm going to put this out in one hour. Okay, then they can get their invite, but they have until they got to get to one, two, three, four, Washington, California. On that note, you want to talk about some future crimes? (laughs) No, I want to keep telling you, fuck you. So this week, we went ahead and took on 2022's Crimes of the Future, rated R on Hulu. This movie is starring Viggo Mortensen as Saul. Leah Sidhu. I had it, and then my brain went boot. <laughs> Sidhu as Caprice. Kristen Stewart as Timlin. Scott Speedman as Lang. Sorterius Siozo. Man, the ink. <laughs> my schooling really screwed me on names. As Brecken. Trigger warning for all kinds of surgery, blood, gore, mutilation, also child death, and dystopias. I'd also like to go ahead and add on that they do show a naked child at one point. Yeah, that's true, they Uh, do. Yeah. Our synopsis. Uh, As the human species adapts to a synthetic environment, the body undergoes new transformations and mutations. With his partner, Caprice, Saul Tenser, celebrity performer, artist, publicly showcases the metamorphosis of his organs in an avant-garde performance. Tim Lin, an investigator from the National Organ Registry, obsessively tracks his, their movement, which is uh, when a mysterious group is revealed. Their mission, to use Saul's notoriety to shed light on the next phase of human evolution. Dem reviews. Barry Hertz of the Toronto Globe and Mail loved the movie, saying, Crimes of the Future is a dirty little thing because it dives deep into the muck of humanity, where Cronenberg finds a perverted pleasure in the absence of pain, Every millimeter of this film is filthy, decayed, polluted, and thank God for that. Interesting take. Rex Reed of The Observer felt otherwise, commenting, Crimes of the Future is a load of crap. I would like to find a more civil way to describe even a sick and deprived barf bag of a movie like this one, but it uh, defeats every reasonable attempt to try. On Metacritic, user Sturmhardt gave this movie a 3, summarizing, very artsy-fartsy. I cannot really find any appeal to the movie other than the cast and some very few interesting shock moments. Then we get, also on Metacritic, uh, user Let them- gave this movie a 10, exclaiming, Truly a geni- uh, genius movie. There is nothing like it ever made. I recommend it for if you are a fan of weird cinema and art in general. So, Greg, what did you think of this movie? I And your political feelings. No. I want your political This feelings. movie is all not all that political in the most sense. It's not. So there is some elements of politics to it where they talk about the National Organ Registry. But anyway, my overall feeling on this movie is I liked it, 
I am not sure I got it, but I think I did. And so it's one of those ones I will probably go back and watch. I think that the plot of this movie being based around the idea that there is a secret group that has done surgery and taught themselves how to eat plastic being a threat to the government somehow that is not necessarily something that tracks with me but i also don't think it really matters to this movie what this movie i understood as trying to say was that basically what we think of as art is ridiculously subjective there's a line from who said it it was not one of the characters i wrote down it's the other dude from the national organ registry i'm looking for his name right now cope there we go he questions how what is his name now <laughs> there we go how Saul <laughs> can be a artist just because the guy grows tumors and has them removed publicly and he says I have a lump on my abdomen you see it is am I Picasso Duchamp Francis Bacon am I an artist and his assistant Kristen Stewart Timlin she says that he takes the rebellion of his own body and sees control of it he shapes it tattoos it displays it creates theater out of it has meaning very potent meaning and many people respond to it and I think that more than a lot of other movies about art and making art illustrates how difficult the field of artistry can be for some people because it is ridiculously subjective. I don't know that me watching somebody have a tumor or an organ removed from their body, if I would find that to be artistic versus scientific, like regardless of the presentation. Yeah. But if you're somebody who we're, we're meant to believe in this world that this is something that happens somewhat commonplace, that people are doing these kind of surgeries out in the open. So maybe you've seen it enough that you've forgotten about the science behind it and it becomes art. And then that begs another question. At what point does science and technology used in art become artistic and not scientific? We wouldn't say that somebody who made a beautiful drawing in, in Photoshop or Illustrator somehow wasn't artistic because they used technology to do it. The same way that we wouldn't say a movie is artistic because it was shot on a better camera than the first one ever invented. So, again, maybe from a certain point of view, this guy removing his organs is almost an artistry celebration of human humanity. Look how good we've become. When you point, pointed that out, it got me to think about how last semester I had a, an art class that talked about how oftentimes we look at art and that's really famous and we go why the hell is that art one of the ones that they brought up in the class was by an artist that is misunderstood because he seems to just put paint on a canvas and most people go well i can do that and then you find out that the paint that he threw on the canvas took weeks months of controlled drops like he was like dropping it in very specific ways yeah, J Jackson Pollock was him. Uh, I couldn't remember his name off the top of my head. I believe he also did one that was basically all red. And someone went in uh, and cut that one. And so they went in to go fix it. And the problem that they ran into with that one was even though they had an expert that came in to go ahead and, and fix it, because they couldn't get Jackson Pollock to go in and fix it, they couldn't get the same color match even though they tried. And so when you go in there, you can see where they went ahead and tried to fix it. So what I'm trying to go ahead and get at here is that art ultimately becomes subjective because only the person that made it can technically go ahead and actually make that art exactly the way that it was the time that it was made. Like we, we can go ahead and have Jackson Pollock copies and stuff like that posted up in our house, but they'll never be the exact same thing that was made and put up in whatever museum it's held up in. So 
with that lens, I can see how this movie is like pointing at how the body is something that is interesting and artistic. And you can go ahead and go a step farther and look at the way that Saul is able to go ahead and grow new organs and how it just constantly growing new organs to showcase that humanity is in this world evolving in a weird way, considering pain is no longer a thing, which that was an interesting concept to go ahead and throw in there that nobody has pain except for like 1% of the population or something like that. So you've got <laughs> that, that added some odd aspects of it, which I mean, that's that whole movie was just weird with the way that they took care of some aspects, but watching Saul grow new organs it can be seen as a form of art because no one else is growing those same organs but Saul. Yeah. That's how I see So, I mean, it. I think there's an, an argument there to be made about the the nature of the specialness of artistry because clearly nobody could replicate Saul because he's it's his genetics. So, maybe you could replicate it. I don't know. But, yeah, obviously not. Versus the artistry of Jackson Pollock because, in theory, another person could get very close to what he did, if not make a better version. But... I, I see your point. Rather than get dragged down the rabbit hole of what is art and not art, because we could do this forever. You can ask Ringo anytime. I'll talk about this for days. And if anybody's really curious, if you go find a very old episode of a show called The Sneebert Show, we did one where we talked about whether or not commercials were art. And I was very <laughs> much in the minority opinion there. But anyway, I do want to talk about this movie as a movie. I like what the movie was going for. And this is the sort of stuff that is right up my alley i like these weird not necessarily so we put a trigger warning on there for gore and horror etc but it's not gore and horror like you would see in a horror movie people aren't getting disemboweled guts aren't hitting the screen things aren't popping out at you a couple of the most violent scenes are actually relatively short it's when people get their head drilled in for disobeying the government but this movie does focus around surgery and autopsies and so this movie has a lot of shocking content that it displays in a very passe way where we're supposed to believe this is just how the world is. And the fact that other people don't really react besides wonderment, like, oh, my God, they pulled a whole new organ out of them instead of like, oh, my God, they're cutting a guy open in this bar. Then it, it tells us a lot about the world. I always do like that Cronenberg movies don't over explain the world to us. I think that is nice. It's nice yeah. to just be given a situation the year is irrelevant humans don't feel pain anymore except for like some of them and also we don't get infections people do surgery in public and now our movie starts and you learn everything else you need to know yeah. from the movie i think like i said at the top the plot is a drawback it makes you feel like there's something else going on in this movie in the beginning of the movie we see a son get killed by his mother or what we find out is his mother he is eating garbage. We watch as he eats a plastic trash can. And we find out later that this kid was born with the ability to consume plastic. What the cult resistance revolutionary freedom fighter. I, I wasn't really sure what to call them, but the super nonconformists of this world are actually aspiring to. They eat human waste, or like industrial waste, not human waste, but plastics, toxins, etc. They might eat shit. Who knows? But yeah, they didn't explain. Yeah, I'm, that. I'm not. I'm glad. I'm not too curious about that. Yeah. But either way, Same we here. see this kid get killed, and then the movie is about whether or not Saul will do an autopsy on him and what that would show and recommend to the world. And at the end of it, he goes and does the surgery to show the world that this kid has a stomach that can eat plastic. He 
for once a movie asked the question that I asked, which was when he was saying the, the people were telling Saul that they were they were giving themselves surgery to make it so that their stomachs could eat plastic. And they were like, and our kid was born with this gift. And he's like, so your surgery became genetic. And they're like, we can't explain it. And I was like, you know what? Fair enough. I'll allow it. I've already allowed a lot for this movie <laughs> and a lot for this world. And I don't want to sit there and be like, oh, technically speaking. But yeah, we all know that's not how surgery works. And so did Viggo Mortensen. And that's why he was like, hey, man, don't. That, that well, doesn't make sense. But yeah, that's the. Yeah, I like this point. Good. I like this point on that one he, where he's like, if I go ahead and cut off my pinky and then I have a child, is my child going to have, you know, no pinky because I cut my pinky off? And the other guy was like, oh, that, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. Yeah. And honestly, like, I'm super yeah. willing to accept that in this world. That's fine. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's a world Agreed. where we've apparently lost the ability to get infections, which is way more miraculous, in mm-hmm. my opinion, than somebody being born with a weird. So mm-hmm. whatever. But the, the like, like I was saying, the overall plot ends up feeling oddly paced and it drags when really what we're focused on and what the movie is showing us to focus on is very much the relationship of the artist and the audience and what is art, etc. Most of the non-plot driving conversation is about art, artistry, performance artists. There's, if I had to guess, I didn't go back and time it because I was busy with other projects as I mentioned, but they are, I would say probably... 30 minutes of this movie in terms of dialogue are actually plot driving forward dialogue with another 10 minutes giving you character motivations for driving these plots forward but the rest of it really is about Saul and Caprice and what they do there are whole conversations between characters talking about whether or not what they do is art and so that's where I'd give this movie a knock is that the pacing is weird it feels slow at some points and then other times it feels like it moves so fast that you miss something it's certainly a movie that if you're not interested in the questions around artistry that we've mentioned here, you're going to feel upset watching it because it doesn't have much else for you. Mm-hmm. The only real point, that's not fair. There's a lot of little points that are in here, I think. But the other major point that they drive home is related to the plot, which is the idea that a human evolution taken outside of government control could be considered rebellious. And... I think that's interesting, an interesting way to look at government, the idea and a statement on bodily autonomy, but it's not really fully explored in this movie. It's the pseudo driver for the action. And so in that way, it it feels forced, maybe added in, Uh, or maybe I just didn't pay enough attention. I need to go back and watch it again. And as I said at the top, I'm definitely going to watch this movie again. I don't know when. This movie doesn't have a specific vibe for me. This is like late February. It's cold. It's noon and only 35 degrees and it's not going to get warmer. And I have a cup of cocoa and my mind is wandering. And so maybe it's time to like try to tap into that wandering and do something with it. This is the type of movie I'd probably put on. So when it comes to this movie, this is the actually the second time that I watched it. The first time I watched it was because my wife put it on because it looked interesting and I have to say after the first time we watched it we both looked at each other like what the hell did we just watch and watching it the second time it asked a lot of really good questions but it left me bored throughout the whole entire thing so it really it depends on like you know how close to Greg's personality you are versus mine like you might end up bored 
with it and then be like, yeah, there are some interesting questions that are in it. But the story that they're trying to tell is odd because you've got Viggo Mortensen going ahead and groaning and moaning throughout most of the movie. And you've got these like looks on these actors' faces that are overdramatic and look very odd. And they just, I don't know. It, the movie's fine for what it is. I get that it's trying to point something out about humanity. And I like that it's trying to get people to think. I just think that it's not meant for me. <laughs> That's my opinion on this. I think what you're calling overdramatic, I'd call stylized. But I can see the point. Fair. It, I don't know. Have you seen other Cronenberg movies? Have you seen Scanners? This is what this movie reminded me of. Scanners I, in existence. So I've probably seen other Cronenberg movies, but like they don't come to mind unless of course like I've got something in front of me looking at it so yeah so this is much more of his his style than other things it's so he's known as like one of the pioneers of body horror which is why maybe I thought maybe you'd seen it since I know that's something that you're into but either way this is in that that genre of body horror back to his roots I liked it the other thing I'll say is that I enjoyed most of the performances. It took me a little while to realize that who I was looking at was Kristen Stewart because <laughs> she looks a little bit different, but most importantly, she was acting her ass off. And I think that mm-hmm. Timlin's a really good character in this movie. I actually liked Vigo and Leia as well. Saul and Caprice were great characters. The villains were good characters. I, I didn't have an issue with any of the acting in this movie. It, it kept me hooked in the scenes that you're supposed to be hooked in where I got the part that really fucked me up and where I was like, I don't know if I get this and I don't a hundred percent know if this is for me is when we watched Capri basically fell Saul's wound. God, and in, yeah. and in yeah. case you think I'm exaggerating, the scene is literally, she touches his wound talking about how fingers can be intimate and then kneels down and starts sucking on it. And wound is not a euphemism here. It'd be a weird euphemism for male genitalia anyway, but this is not a euphemism. He literally has a cross-shaped surgery scar, and she's like, ooh, and gets down on her knees Mm -hmm. and starts sucking on it. Don't worry, we're artists. I think that they were also trying to go ahead and showcase that wounds like that are are sexual in this world, because every time that Viggo Mortensen got cut up, he would lick his lips sensually. Uh, And you watch as, like, people are cutting each other in the streets, and they're doing sensual things. Like, they're not actually doing sexual things, they're just doing sensual things with it. That's why they said the surgery is the new sex. And Viggo himself even makes mention of that when uh, Chris Stewart tries to hit on him. And he's like, no, sorry, I'm bad at the old sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick. So I went through Cronenberg's list, and apparently I haven't watched a lot. I've watched The Fly. I've, I believe I've actually like the watched fly. The Brood and Jason X, and that's about it, which is surprising because I've heard so much about Cronenberg, and I thought I had watched a lot more than just that. Yeah, he's done maybe rewind. a lot of... Maybe rewind. <laughs> he's done a lot of work that I think a lot of people have seen. It's just... It really has been a while. I think his last movie before this was, what, 2014, 2015? So it's been a while. He's also, he's not young anymore, so good on him for taking his time and still being successful. He's born in 43, so it's not like he was, he's a spry young man. Overall, I think this is a pretty 
good movie. I won't disagree with that reviewer who said that this was artsy fartsy. I do like that they're like, I can't find any appeal other than the cast and then some interesting moments. I was like, <laughs> there's some, there's some plot elements and the acting. And I, I would say, it'd be like, oh man, this story sucked except for the beginning and the end and the way it moved. You'd be like, so, so the story didn't suck. What didn't you like? Yeah. But people are weird like that they'll go ahead and be like I don't like it because I don't understand yeah, it I, I get that there's plenty of things like that's why I can't stand one fish two fish I have no idea what's going on in that I'm so pissed off I just I did think it was interesting that this is one of the few movies I've been able to find a pretty much like a perfect 10 review and then a zero yeah. star review <laughs> Rex Reed of Observer <laughs> really did not like this movie yeah and so like if I was to go ahead and give this a rating I would, I would give this a zero because I not to knock it it just I don't know how to rate this because I don't know how I feel about it other than like I was bored watching it. But I don't think that being bored watching something is a bad thing. I just think that it's not for me. So for me, I would go through and look at the elements that as they stand in a film and then make a rating based on those. So like I said, I thought the Mm -hmm. acting was good. So it would get, we'll say like a four out of five for me. And then I cinema uh, cinematography wise, visuals wise, this was a very pretty and slick movie. Oh, so yeah, definitely beautiful. five out of five in terms of the plot. Like I said, I didn't really care for it. Th- maybe two out of five. And then we would say maybe three. If I get what I think I'm getting from it in terms of like what the movie was about. And so you add them all together, right? What did I say? Four, three, uh, two and three. So six, 11, 13 out of 20. That's my rating. <laughs> so slightly above slightly above a F like definitely in like C minus territory and mm-hmm. a lot of that is based on obviously all movie reviews are subjective but a lot of that is based on my opinion of the plot and whether or not it worked in the movie if you want to get more granular than that like pacing wise I'd give this maybe a 1 but in terms of high points being high I'd give it a 4 and so yeah it's just it's one of those things where that's how I go about doing things even if I don't think I get it which, again, I'm not sure I get it. I, I really don't 100% know. There was some talk. There was another line in this movie about, like, the creation of art is often associated with pain or pain is associated with the creation of art. And that's just something. Yeah, creation of art is often associated with pain. That's the word or the phrase. And that's just something I don't personally like because it invites this idea only those who truly suffer can make true art and it really gets into some ticky tacky logical fallacy shit about what is suffering what is art how do we quantify emotional versus physical suffering and also how do we quantify what is art versus not art which is interesting but not something that i think we should do based on like like pain and suffering and that's also partly because I don't re- I, I firmly believe in death of the author and I think that shit should stand on its own which is why I do like that as far as I can tell Cronenberg's never come out and be like this is what my movie's about he's just like no I made it you can figure it out and lets us figure it out audience Greg has said death of the author, author several times but he hasn't explained to me who this person is he just keeps saying death of the author and I keep expecting him to introduce me to this person I don't think they exist you've written a book who you. wrote a book who's you Ring- Oh, yeah, okay. so it's the death of you. <laughs> Wait, so you're telling me you're going to kill I've me I've already God, farted into your sleep apnea machine. <sighs> Man, no wonder why. I'm Every time you, you know, snore, you are just inhaling ass. <laughs> you have the dentist that give you laughing gas to put you under. <laughs> mine's a, mine's <laughs> a little less funny, but it's still the same story. Just situation. Yeah, it's just gas. 
<laughs> they walk into the dentist and they have Greg hooked up to the machine. And he's just like, oh, hello. It's me with a can of refried beans. All right, buddy. <laughs> Give me five, ten minutes. I'm going to put you out. I'm going to put you out real good. Whoops. That one's a leaker. <laughs> That's right. That's where we are with our art. We're talking about shitting into a CPAP. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I don't have anything else to say to, about this movie. I recommend Neither it if I. you're a fan of Cronenberg movies or if the idea that a movie is too artsy-fartsy doesn't bother you, then watch this movie. If you don't like body horror type stuff, surgery, blood, gore, if you don't, if you do think that movies can be too artsy-fartsy, then this obviously isn't going to do it for you, and there are other things to watch. Yeah, the only thing I can add to that is this movie's weird. Yeah. That's about, that's the extent of what I can add to that. Yeah. And with that, we are Streaming Wasteland. You can go ahead and find us on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Podcasts. You can find us on Twitter or X. You can find us on TikTok, YouTube, and all the social medias. If you find us on a social media that I have not never said or Greg has never said, go ahead and let us know. Go ahead and like us, subscribe to us, go download our stuff, and then delete it afterwards. And we don't give us some downloads. Go ahead and give us some downloads. Come on, help us out. And with that, we're going to say goodbye. Say goodbye, Greg. Please like us. Bye.